All right, welcome to Bet the Edge, Thursday, September 22nd. Thanks to everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. I am Jay Croucher with Drew Dinsick. And coming up, Drew and I are going to talk about uh, any winless teams to make the playoffs and their odds, and then also any undefeated teams and their odds to miss before we break down a blockbuster game in Cleveland. Steelers, Browns for the pride of third place in the AFC North. Uh, Drew, how are you? I'm well. It's uh, it has been a weird morning. <laughs> the uh, you yeah, know, going through, happening. uh, yeah, it's just, just a lot of things happening. Uh, you know, this uh, you know, Celtics news is is surprising. Uh, NBA starting to think about NBA a little more. I'm excited when the show goes from NFL only to a little NFL, a little NBA. That'll be cool. Um, but uh, yeah, we got a weird game on tap tonight. The weather looks weird. Uh, the market looking a little strange. Uh, a lot of uh, interesting ways to break this thing down. So. Uh, excited for Thursday Night Football just because it exists. But uh, boy, oh boy, uh, uh, this one's going to be a, a rough hang. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a rough hang. I don't know. These uh, Cleveland games have been pretty uh, pretty entertaining so far with uh, higher scoring. But certainly the market uh, doesn't think that that's on tap tonight with the total dropping a couple points to 38 and a half. Uh, we'll get into that game in our third segment. But firstly, winless teams that can make the playoffs. Okay, I'm going to go through some of the teams. Then you tell me what your favorite is. Okay. So the Colts, the mighty Indianapolis Colts, plus 110. Which doesn't Not like enough. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Titans are plus 150, the other team that is collapsing in the AFC South. The Bengals yeah. are plus 155. The Raiders plus 275. And then you get to kind of the, the no-hopers. No offense to Matt Rule and Baker Mayfield, but plus 625. For the wow. Panthers, and then the two real long shots, the Texans and the Falcons, who are mm-hmm. both thirteen to one. So, who do you like out of that list? Uh, I would love to book the other side of the top of two on that list. Um, yes. I don't think the Colts and the Titans are in any way, shape, or form uh, kind of in the even close to 50-50 right now, at least the way that those rosters look and the health of those teams. Colts, I will, you know, if you have, you have Colts positions out there, Colts enthusiasm, I'm not here to throw cold water on it, you know, but uh, I, you know, the warning signs are enough beyond the players who are missing that I'm not interested in Colts. Bengals, I like, but I like them to win the North at a better price. Um, and then Raiders is a pass. Uh, they just they they uh, they have not shown me anywhere close to enough. Panthers a clear 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 pass that should be a bigger number. Texans and Falcons I'll I'll listen to some Falcons at thirteen to one, um, and I would consider Texans at thirteen to one. Although I think you're going to get a better price for them to win the AFC South. Someone has to win that division. Uh, there's very low likelihood in my opinion that the Texans sneak in as a wild card, um, but they're certainly on the same level as the Colts. They tied in week one for crying out loud. Um, you know, so it's, it's that that one's interesting to me. But the Falcons 13 to one stands out as the this looks like a wrong price. Um, I'm I'm bullish on the Falcons this week. I bet them to win against the Seahawks. I love the decision making of the organization going out west for the Rams game, staying out west and getting a mini camp before this contest. I think they're going to show us a solid performance this weekend. Uh, and realistically, their schedule is not that tough. Uh, and you know, they, they seem unlikely in my opinion, to be able to topple the Buccaneers for an NFC South title, which means they're looking to sneak into the wild card. But let's be honest, who is even good in the NFL right now? Like, why not? 
take some long shot prices on teams to try to make the playoffs. Like this is, I, I think realistically um, of all of those bets, the Falcons 13 to one is the one that really stands out to me. But uh, yeah, the Bengals have a real shot to win the AFC North, in my opinion, still. Uh, and uh, I don't hate the Texans to win the AFC South. What do you think? Yeah, I think the, the main thing with this is you got to think about the best way to approach a team that you'd like. So if you like the Colts or the Titans to make the playoffs, to your point, just back them to win the AFC South. The rest of the AFC is too good for them to sneak in as a wild card, most likely. I do like the Falcons. I kind of like the Falcons at the start of the season as well. And even though I kind of feel better about them, even though they're 0-2, yeah. just with what they've shown in those first two weeks, I think the offense is sneaky competent also think you've got a little bit of hidden upside there where there is a chance that Desmond Ritter comes in and Desmond Ritter might just be good straight away. That's an extra kind of layer of upside that is sitting there. A couple other points. I think the Raiders plus 275, even though they've had, I guess, two two insipid losses in different ways, although they have kept those games close. I mean, the market seems to respect the Raiders, certainly with that line being two-point favorites in Tennessee. Uh, but yeah, the, my biggest advice on a market like this is just think about the best way to bet these teams if you do like them, whether it's the division, yeah. whether it's a win total over as well, which is offered uh, at points bet. So uh, any other comments on this market? You made the best point. Playoff yes, no is all about will this team, you know, what is their likelihood of getting a wild card? Because you're going to get a better price for them to win division if you think that is their likely path to the playoffs. Um the Falcons point that I was, you know, it looks like they've hit on a couple of their young players. AJ Terrell is a blue trip, awesome cornerback. Drake London looks like the best wide receiver in this class, and he is developing some chemistry within this offense. But even more than that, Art Smith's offensive scheme last year stunk out loud. It was literally like, this guy might not be the guy. But through two weeks, this two weeks in a small sample size, it looks like it has taken an enormous leap forward just in terms of conceptually. What is he trying to do? Uh, and if that carries forward, then I think this is uh, this is going to be a pretty cool unit to watch and bet on and continue to be enthusiastic about. I do think that there is an enormous outcry of people who overdrafted Kyle Pitts that are criticizing Art Smith. They are completely missing what is going on otherwise, which is you know relatively solid uh, offensive philosophy. Yeah, I'm with you. The offensive line has been fine, and Drake London right now has the seventh highest PFF grade of any wide receiver in football. Uh, so a bit of a Jamar Chase vibe there. <laughs> now, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports predictor app go download it now the contests are free and easy to play and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football major league baseball on the nascar circuit and in the premier league there is also a hundred thousand dollars up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the 49ers and the broncos in our sunday night seven contest a game where the 49ers have now flipped favorite which i don't Ooh. think either of us disagree with necessarily this football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license. 
license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER.com. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. All right. Undefeated teams to miss the playoffs. This is more fun uh, for me. So we'll just go through the list. Uh, The top two, I think they're pretty safe. The Bills and the Buccaneers, both plus 800. Mm -hmm. I think the Bills should have longer odds than the Buccaneers there. Uh, But at the same time, wouldn't be looking to back either of those. Chiefs plus 500, Eagles plus 425. I think we both think they're going to make the playoffs, so maybe the Chiefs might be an interesting look. And then the Dolphins at plus 165, and the mighty New York football giants are minus 150. Now, who do you like most at the prices? Okay, so we agree at the top. Bills, you know, a Josh Allen injury, the only thing that really keeps the Bills out of the playoffs at this point. Um, Buccaneers seem to be surviving and the most diff, the specifically most difficult part of their schedule, even in this complete disaster of an injury report for them. Um, and then, uh, you know, similarly, I would put the Eagles in that the, the schedule is just too easy for them to fail, find a way to fail here. Um, so that leaves us with the Chiefs, the uh, Dolphins and the Giants. Chiefs is an interesting case at five to one just because of how, you know, how good the AFC West is conceptually, theoretically. <laughs> they should have some tough contests. The they already, yeah. the, it could, theoretically, the Broncos could figure it out. Theoretically, the Raiders could get better on the offensive line and have an actual functioning offense. Um, but, uh, you know, surely the Chargers still very much live to win the AFC West. Easier schedule than the Chiefs in general. Um, and, you know, there was a little bit of loose play out of your MVP, Pat Mahomes, on Thursday Night Football. He had a couple of turnover-worthy plays there that didn't quite turn into picks, but that's okay. I might pivot the, um... to Josh Allen there with you after uh, <laughs> last week. Still a long way to go. But um, I do think that uh, just in general, the style of play, uh, you know, the way that Pat Mahomes is a little bit um, in- inclined to try to, you know, make a play with his legs, it puts him at a little bit higher risk. I, you know, the, you're you're basically betting on likelihood of injury at five to one for him, you know, at the end of the day. Um, but uh, that's a price that I would that I'm going to think about. Dolphins and Giants, I think, are both live to miss still. Um, Dolphins, we've talked about already this week. Their schedule gets absolutely heinously brutal uh, in the months of December and January. Uh, that could be just you know they they if they can't come through that at least 500, uh, they're going to be kind of on the bubble for a wild card spot in my opinion. Uh, and then the Giants, the question about the Giants is, do you enter the market now at minus 150 or do you wait and see how Monday Night Football plays out? We haven't talked about this game at all. I don't really know what your opinion is of the Cowboys right now, um, but 
if the Giants lose that game to the Cowboys, then all of a sudden that minus 150 is like minus 400. But if they win, then you could probably get a better entry point on the Giants. What is your general temperature of that, the, the, big, the, the, the boys in blue? Yeah, uh, I mean, they would be my bet at minus 150 to miss. And I think everyone is looking at the Giants, you know, having an easy schedule, but there is no easy schedule when you're a really bad team. And uh, <laughs> I think that the Giants, like, every game is losable. Are you going to play the Bears? That, you can't chalk that up as a win. The Giants at home to Cooper Rush are only a one-point favorite point right now. <laughs> yes. So there is no, there's no, there are no ticks on the schedule like there are yeah. for some of the other teams on this list, like Kansas City and Buffalo. But yeah. that would be my look is the Giants and you know going back to what we were saying in the last segment about different ways to bet teams well I had a lot of people texting me about you know backing the Giants under eight and a half wins uh where it's a bit just on the under now I would just rather back the Giants to miss the playoffs because if they go under eight and a half wins then they're definitely missing the playoffs and there's still plenty of scope even in the NFC to miss the playoffs yeah. at nine and eight and then even in you know, real outlier situations at 10 and 7 as well doesn't guarantee yeah. you a playoff spot. So I'd be backing the Giants minus 150. Uh, I agree that it might it may, it might change. Uh, well, it will change depending on the result Monday night. I just don't think that you can hope that they win and then get a point, get a price point, because then you're also competing against what your logic is in the first place Yeah, a little bit. Um, that's a very strange game. Uh, yeah. Cooper Rush prime time on the road only getting one point at this and look i like the cowboys at plus three where it opens don't like them as much at plus yeah. one it does kind of feel like the giants just win that game right i don't think so i like the no, cowboys no your yeah. boy your boy michael like parsons yeah, is the up. most important player in this game I mean, really, yeah. like when it, there, this may be one of the only games we have in the NFL all season where the most important player is not a quarterback on either team. It's Michael Parsons, because yeah. talk about a mismatch. Parsons up against that O-line up against Daniel, who loves to fumble and, you know, and, and throw the uh, untimely pick Jones uh, like this has, uh, you know, strip sack touchdown, you know, written all over it for Michael Parsons. If you don't already have a defensive player of the year ticket in pocket. Uh, trains leaving the station on Monday, in my opinion, but we'll cover that, I believe, next week. <laughs> yes, we'll break that down in detail on Monday. It's a very weird game where Micah Parsons is literally worth more to the line there than Daniel Jones, just because Daniel Jones <laughs> might be worth uh, negative points to the line vis a vis his backup. All right, Drew, in case you missed it, Matthew Berry's new show, Fantasy Football Happy Hour which I'm co-hosting. That's why I'm wearing makeup at the moment. My hair is slicked, wearing my Taylor Lautner mask. The legendary football <laughs> fantasy football analyst is back with NBC and Roto World doing what he does best, rolling out his love-hate list, which we're going to break down on the show in an hour today, breaking down who to start and sit and much more. Also, plenty of actionable betting information along the way for sports bettors. So check it out weekdays in the afternoon on Peacock at 12 p.m. Eastern or listen to the show in podcast form wherever you download and subscribe. And there's also the Sunday pregame show at 11 Eastern on Peacock with myself, Matthew, and Michael Smith. All right, let's get into the blockbuster of the week or certainly of the day, Steelers-Browns. <laughs> Browns minus four and a half. Total is ticked down to 38 and a half. We'll get into some player props in a minute, but headline markets, what do you like? Yeah, I mean, uh, how do you sell this game? It's not baseball. 
<laughs> this is, uh, I mean, this is, it's certainly not baseball. Um, no, this is, uh, this is an interesting one for a lot of reasons. And we've seen some interesting market movement here where the Browns have really taken a decent amount of steam. Uh, this was, uh, in, you know, in the look aheads, we were looking at threes. Uh, it opened three and a half. It got bet all the way up to four and a half before some of the market makers have seen some Pittsburgh money show up. Good luck to you, whoever came to the window today and bet Pittsburgh. Um, Mitch Trubisky and Matt Canada as a combination, probably one of the least inspiring duos in the NFL in terms of quarterback plus offensive coordinator. I think they're probably, you would probably power rate them 32nd in terms of that specific combination. Um, and I think going up against the Browns team that got embarrassed in the fourth quarter with the way that they let the Jets back in, you know, into that game, uh, you should see a more spirited effort here out of this Browns secondary. Um, on top of that, the Steelers don't really trust Trubisky to run the offense at an aggressive level. There's going to be a lot of handing off the ball to, um, you know, to Najee Harris, who's dealing with an injured foot going into a, a pretty stout defense. Defensive line. I know Jadavian Clowney's not there, but Miles Garrett is a difference maker. Uh, and overall, with the short week, not a lot of time to integrate new things in the offense. I don't know what the Steelers can do to really fix the way things have looked through two weeks so far. On the flip side, Jacoby Brissett, not a guy that I'm really interested in going to war with. Uh, you know, he has been um, pretty uninspiring, at least in his, uh, you know, his, his relief starts here through two weeks. Um, they're scoring points. But it feels like a lot more of it is coming at the uh, you know at the hands of uh, Nick Chubb and a very very solid offensive line here for the Cleveland Brownies. The uh, the Cleveland doesn't have a ton of weapons in the passing game, which may be in part limiting what Brissett can do. Um, but uh, I do think that uh, you know Amari Cooper has a decent matchup if he's 100% ready to go here. In general, I give the coaching coaching advantage Cleveland, quarterback advantage Cleveland. Defensive advantage, Cleveland. I think this is, you know, in general, Browns are pass. Uh, and at the, uh, you know, the, the with if there were not, um, you know, substantial concerns with the weather, because we're looking right now at 20 mile an hour winds, gusts up to 30, I think I would probably be trying to get involved in the Cleveland either prop overs or team total over just because I think Pittsburgh's defense hasn't entirely been corrected for the loss of TJ Watt in terms of how they're being pressed. Yeah, I like the over in this game. I think if I was having to bet line or total either side, the total over would be my bet. I just think that the Cleveland defense isn't very good at the moment, even though Miles Garrett is going to play tonight through injury. Uh, but Devian Clowney out. I mean, Cleveland, their first two games have hit, what, 50 and 61? And it's not like the Carolina or Jets offenses uh, are that great either. So as bad as the Steelers have been, I do think they will throw the ball uh, perhaps a little bit more than expected, even in the wind. But my favorite bet on the game from a prop perspective would be Nick Chubb's rushing over, which is a little yeah. bit of a recreational bet. But at the same time, the number, since even just since we've jumped on, it's jumped from 80 and a half up to 85 and a half. Oh, wow. So it knows that uh, Nick Chubb <laughs> is uh, going to get his carries. I think he is the best runner in the NFL right now. Yeah. And you're only really seeing... Jonathan Taylor with higher over-unders than Nick Chubb, but still, I mean, what, 141, I think 87 yards last week on the ground. They've had the best rushing offense in football to date, which says a lot when Jacoby Brissett uh, is your is your quarterback, so it's not like they have a spaced field uh, exactly. Uh, but Nick Chubb, especially after uh, his little uh, snafu at the end of the Jets game, which yeah. might have cost the Browns a playoff spot when we look back at it. Uh, yeah. I think he will be running angry tonight and uh, running effectively.
Yeah, no, that's a fair look. I've seen some of that in uh, professional accounts that I share. Almost every professional account I share has a Mitch Trubisky under in some way, shape, or form. Uh, passing yards total under, longest pass under. Uh, people not expecting Mitch to get uh, much shine tonight, even uh, though he is probably playing for his job. Got a long week after this. If he does not look good tonight, I think they probably use the mini buy to – uh, figure out if Kenny Pickett is ready to go for week four. So this may be the end of it for Maserati Mitch. Um, can I sell you on a first half over? Because it, you know, looking at the weather, it looks like it will deteriorate in terms of wind as we get into the second half, just based on sort of the hourly forecast right now. Uh, on top of the fact that uh, you know, if the Browns are clicking, if they get 17 points or something along those lines in the first half, let's say it's 17-3, that's enough to get you home over 19. And then in the second half, it might just be the Nick Chubb show and they, you know, they put this thing away, uh, you know, comfortably. It ends like 24-3 or something. Um, that seems like a, a maybe a, a shrewd, more shrewd angle uh, than the full game over. Is that uh, is there a case to be made there? Yeah, I like it. I like that you've uh, studied the, the wind <laughs> progression uh, over the course of the night in uh Cleveland, Ohio. That is what, honestly, like anyone betting totals, you need to understand the weather. That's what I used to do in Australian football games, betting them. I'd be studying the 128-kilometer Melbourne uh, rain radar, understanding when the rain was going to hit the MCG and with uh, what intensity because it's very difficult for the market to price that. Yeah. So uh, I like the look on your there's no deterioration there's, over. If you didn't already know this, there's no. there are two stadiums that accentuate wind to the detriment of the play on the field. Cleveland is one of them, and MetLife in New York is the other, in my opinion. Um, there are other places where you can have winds that are just absolute hell. Like Buffalo is a great example. Like there's been some snapshots where the, you know, the the they can't keep the uprights straight because the wind is so crazy. But then, you know, they still go out there and perform. Uh, but Cleveland is can be uh, absolutely hellacious when the wind is whipping. Yep, I like it. And wind affects passing games more than rain, which I don't think everyone uh, necessarily uh, is aware of. But okay, we are done, Drew. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. Have a great day, Drew and listeners, and we'll be back tomorrow.